Uh, I bought some stuffing. <laughs> Probably just eat stuffing and play World of Warcraft, yeah. <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Kevin. I'm Jim. And it's time for episode 177 of Video Games. We we've decided also uh, that Jim, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to either uh, go third or no no I'm the last one. Okay, well I, then I'm, so then now, I'm now special you, guest Jim Crawford. You I must, always go last. You must take my uh, you must take my mantle. mantle. Yeah, which is now you have to say I'm Jim. I. No, I, to do, draw, I, I draw do that except the, uh, less exaggeratedly. You so. can, yeah, you can, you can, you I, can I make it your own. I think well, you have two finality options. To, Jim. I'm Jim. Go third or do what Kevin says. <laughs> I, I'm not wow. sure these are my options. <laughs> this is not a democracy. <laughs> Kevin's in charge, I guess. <clears throat> All right. Uh, uh, how you guys we'll been? We'll see what happens next time. <laughs> We're only 3,900 episodes away from our MASH retrospective. <laughs> how many? 3,900. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Oh God! Thirty-nine hundred episode okay. podcast. Will I be alive one, in thirty-nine hundred episodes? No, it depends on how none many of us will do. be alive. Oh come on! We could we could do an episode in a minute. It's like for that's true. Yeah. If we're oh, doing good, true. we're getting fifty a year. A I mean, if day. we're doing hour and a half episodes anyway, we could just put them out as like ninety-one minute episodes. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's sort of like that. Uh, An hour and a half is less than ninety-one CD. riff. You know what the best thing yeah, about ninety-one minute episodes 91 is? Minute. <laughs> there's, there's one. There's of them. one of them. Yes. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, what have you guys been up to mm. since last we spoke? Riff, have you done anything other than play a video game? Play one specific video game? No. Pretty much no. That and listening to like. I've been rewatching Twin Peaks with with uh, with with Chris and Jake's uh, Twin Peaks podcast. I watched The Edge of Tomorrow. Oh yeah, you mentioned that in uh, K Wolf chat. That What's was... The Edge of Tomorrow? I haven't seen the movie, but I liked the manga a lot. Is that the it... one they just renamed? Potentially. Yeah, the original the the name of the manga is uh, I think it's I think it's All You Need Is Kill. Is the name of the manga? Is this the the? Wow. That's a much better name. The yeah, Tom really Cruise, good. Emily Blunt thing. It is. Yeah, they, like... they renamed it again. Oh, did they for the DVD release? Really, really. They, I think, if I remember right, and I'm, this sounds so cartoonish in my head, but I'm pretty sure the name is "Live, Die, Repeat." I thought that was just the tagline. Oh, I. It looked like a title to me okay. on the cover. Uh, that I mean, that, that would, is that would also be better. That also yeah. explains the tomorrow. movie, basically. Edge of Tomorrow yeah. doesn't mean anything. <laughs> well, it is. They're, they're constantly, if, if it's a time loop thing, they well, are constantly okay. on edge the edge of tomorrow, of tomorrow and I they guess never that get makes there. Sense. Sure. And it sounds all poetic. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, except, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like not a Groundhog Day, except Halo, I think you, you described yeah, it as. It's yeah. not really a Groundhog Day situation where he goes to sleep and wakes up. That would be. Much more peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> they die. Every time they die, they respawn. Is that yeah, basically? basically? Okay. Is it them? Do they have their memories? It is just the... I mean, I don't it know is, how, much, how much spoiler you want. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Uh, none, it's it's none spoiler. It's just the one guy, basically. Yeah. Okay. It is, like, it is pretty well constructed. I, I enjoyed it as a cinematic experience. It, like, the there are a couple of, like, plot points that are just dumb. Mm-hmm. Um but overall, I was pretty yeah, pleased. It's, it's, I mean, I'm a sucker for source code, you know. But you hated Looper. Stuff. Yes, yes, I <laughs> yes I did. 
So you can't be that big of a sucker for it. Well, no, I'm a, I'm a sucker for like looping stuff. Not like... Oh, not looper. Not looper. Not yeah. fake looping stuff? Because <laughs> like... The, God. Is there I, I'll, I'll send looping? a message by carving stuff into your arm. That was so fucking awesome. <laughs> yes. You're yes, just you're just wrong. You're wrong about that not being rad uh, as fuck. God. Yeah. Dumb. You hated brick too. Yes, I did. Oh, the the one with the time travel? No, not what the, <laughs> Yeah, the one where they throw a brick at that guy and then the brick hits the guy yesterday. <laughs> right. You throw a brick into the air. And so oh, yeah. suddenly it's a punchline. <laughs> you throw it so high into the air that it hits somebody yesterday. Right. You could convince somebody that you were doing that if you just threw a brick into the air every day and made sure that the first two missed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. uh, anyway. It's uh, it's interesting because it's not just a time travel movie, though. It's 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 really a video game movie. It really is. Because like Run, be- Lola, Run. Yeah, basically, because the the plot is that Tom Cruise's character becomes skilled enough to take on this opposing army because right. every time he dies, he gets to do it again, keeping what he's already learned. Huh. And if he kills the guy, do they stay dead? Nope. No, but he's he's got. He knows when they're coming. Right. Oh, so it's like coming. So it's like Groundhog Day, except he's killing a bunch of dudes yes. at once. Yeah. And, oh, and create. Wow. And and plus, like he gets it's pretty good. He gets to spend years training a day Basically. at a time, yeah. and 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 just dying at the end of every day. And yeah, and so he ends up with Bill Murray's Perfect Day, where he rescues yeah, exactly. the kid from falling yeah. out of the tree. Yeah. He plays yeah. the piano perfectly. Yeah. Murders all the aliens. <laughs> Learn somebody's middle name. <laughs> yeah. Bad. How many how many iterations do you think that took? That was a lot, actually. I think I read somewhere that that Harold Ramis had sort of conceived of him having done it for ten thousand years. That was the, that was the number I heard, yeah. Wow. So that was that was just the premise. It was never stated years. and it was never gonna be stated, but the idea was, yep, he did this day for ten thousand years. I feel like you'd be way crazier. Yeah. yeah Although I, I guess I, I you could say that like think- that he's become like the Buddha or something. Right. I mean, he, just, maybe he went crazy. You don't get to see the years where he was really. Well, you crazy. did. I mean, like, yeah. like you kind of do a little bit. Sure, but I mean, maybe so. he maybe he went crazy and then he was like accidentally, just by acting randomly, became an incredibly skilled uh, psychoanalyst and was able to <laughs> uncrazy himself. I mean, in an infinite number of repetitions, everything is going to happen. He went. He went to a psychoanalyst. But for a in, in ten thousand years of repetitions, is everything going to happen? Oh, absolutely. That's forever. Okay. Ten thousand. Okay. Ten thousand is infinite. You have never seen ten thousand of anything, Jim. That's true. That's true. Uh, I have. I can't uh, think of anything I've seen ten thousand of. Man, that's just so such a wrong statement. <laughs> I had this. I had this thing happen to me this weekend where uh, our 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 friend Damien. Um, MC front a lot. He he's in town for a while for the holidays, and he went to high school here, so he has all of his all of his friends are here. Not I, this is not to diminish his ability to make friends in New York. I'm sure he has some, <laughs> but a lot of his friends are here. making friends in New York. You, you can tell us. <laughs> he uh he was like, hey, my buddy is in a show, uh, and it's close to you. Do you want to go see it? I was like, yeah, of course, of course, I want to I want to hang out. I ain't got shit to do. I'm me, and it's nighttime, so uh. I got tricked into going to a clown burlesque. Whoa! <laughs> um, and it was, That's all, it was like my nightmares. It was, I mean, it was fine because I was drunk. 
uh, eventually. <laughs> but man, yeah, there's a lot of. I, I was imagining a show where you don't realize they're clowns until oh later. Like it's in the dark or something. They like uh, peel yeah, their normal faces off, and there's clown paint so, underneath. Oh, ooh, yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, maybe this is uh, my mischaracterization of burlesque shows, but isn't there stripping involved? Some, yeah, yeah. So they strip off their outer layer, and it turns out they have, they're a clown underneath. Yes. Okay. Uh, That's pretty gross. Uh, <laughs> But the, the like wasn't the setting of this location it. like weird? Like oh, there was some. Yeah, it was in a weird. It was in a weird venue that I would <laughs> oh, like sorry, to I didn't know. see a thing in. It, it it was like a. I don't even know what kind of building it is. There was a bar, but the bar was in kind of a separate room. And I guess there's a bar in the main room too. But there's a main room that I guess is kind of like a nightclub. But everywhere where there's a wall, the wall is the headboard of a giant room encircling bed. And the same thing was true. One bed or a bunch of individual beds? Well, I mean, beds. it was a bunch of individual beds, but there were you were meant to believe it was... Did they have sheets on them? No, they had like... They had like semen-resistant canvas <laughs> sheaths. Okay, were people making out on these beds? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Were they having sex on these no, beds? No, I didn't see anybody having sex, but they, I imagine there was some, some finger-blasting going on at the very least. Wow. Um, not most people were watching the clowns. <clears throat> huh. They're serious. It, people are like he was talking about how his buddy went to clown school. Okay, I missed the joke that I should have been making all night is pretending that they were juggalos. <laughs> like it's weird that so many of your friends ended up becoming juggalos after in their forties. <laughs> like yep. you wouldn't think that would happen in a progressive city like this. Yeah, but they, you know they they were making fun of Cirque du Soleil. I also went to Cirque du Soleil, uh, which was awesome. That's a lot of yeah. Cirque. Yeah, I, I never, saw a lot I've of clowns live, in a but I, in a I've small. I really amount. enjoyed the videos. Yeah, uh, it was Curios K U R I O U S. Like was curiosity, like, cabinet. yeah, cabinet of curiosities. It was it was kind of steampunky sort nice. of. There were a lot of robots. They were cool. There was a were they humans dressed as robots? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there were some. I don't know. So there were some. So do you consider uh, a a model train to be a robot? I don't. Okay. So there weren't any robots. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, do you consider hmm. Do you consider a top hat to be a robot? <laughs> Not do you, usually. Still do no you robots. Consider the remote controlled robots they had on the BattleBots show to be robots. Sure. So what's really? the difference b- between that? Yeah, what? Because those uh, fight in those an are arena crazy like all robots. Wait, okay, so are two, elect- are, so are two electric trains pointed at each other a robot? <laughs> do, do they have oh weapons? Oh my gosh, the, the Adam's family invented robots. <laughs> <laughs> if they so, have okay. weapons, then yeah, yes. Two, two electric trains going in opposite directions, one clockwise, one Wittershins <laughs> yeah. on... On uh, concentric called, tracks that are close together. Me, it's Sunwise and Wittershins. With <laughs> knives on them. Is that a robot? Can can the knives, uh, like, in, retract and mm-hmm. tract? On their own, yeah. <laughs> then, uh, then yes, Detract. those are robots. They have to tract once and then they retract. Okay. Uh, do you, I, don't, I don't think battle bots are robots. Really? I think it has They've to. They've got the word bot in them. They're yeah. Like RC cars. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Slackbot a robot? 
Slackbot is a software agent. If if we gave it a body, would it be a robot? Is it an yeah? If you, if you gave it on a, if you gave it an autonomous physical form, I wait, think it has I would to be autonomous to be a robot. What yes. about yes. a that's, case like a PC the, case that's mod that's shaped like a for. human? A, P, a case mod, <laughs> huh? So is <laughs> is the I think woman in the movie here. mannequin a robot? <laughs> is that what or? Well, when she's is a Pinocchio, a robot. Yeah. <laughs> I think Pinocchio is a golem. Oh, uh, okay. Well, but I mean, what's the difference between a golem and a robot? The scroll. Yeah, I mean, golems have to be activated by scrolls. Is software is a just, scroll? Is it just sufficiently advanced technology? Do you have a? Scroll is it distinguishable wheel? from scrolls? Yes. <laughs> so a sufficiently advanced scroll is indistinguishable mm. from technology. Mag- Magic the Gathering. I'm not a scroll, but I got a scroll wheel. <laughs> that's a song by a rasta mouse um <clears throat> yeah i don't think battle bots are robots and i don't yeah, think I anything think in agree. the i don't think anything in the curiosity uh i don't think the curiosity rover is a robot because <laughs> 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 that's not autonomous right that that uh, requires yeah i, I just don't think it's i mean a car is not a robot so well, when it transforms into a robot, it is. Okay, yeah, but a car is not always a robot. <laughs> a car is like a powered exoskeleton. Yeah. Yeah, okay, sure. So it's like, you know, a car and a condom are really the same category of object. So you know how... You have like, powered condoms? There are rules against using, like, powered exoskeletons in foot races. Are there? I think if you did it, they wouldn't let you race. Well, sure, okay. There That's was different Olympic, than saying there are rules against. There was the Olympic runner <laughs> who had, allowed to yeah. use rockets. I, I think they should, legs, right? they, I think they should invent a new kind of race where they do let you use the powered exoskeletons. It's sort of like how chess like, now lets you so use like NASCAR, <laughs> like 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 that, but <laughs> like that, but it's an exoskeleton. Just like when you play chess with computers, <laughs> yes, you have to you have to like well, you mount have, the, computers the computer on you controls your arms, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. via via the mechanical uh, Turk exos yeah. exoskeleton. <laughs> oh, like an actual mechanical Turk, except you're inside it and you can't move it. <laughs> it's like Twitch like, plays, chess. yeah, Twitch Twitch plays chess using my body. <laughs> it's just Chess Master two thousands fighting each other on on Twitter. Who was that? Uh, I remember reading in a Ray Kurzweil book in high school about a performance artist who, ah, man, if I had 30 more seconds, I would come up with is all I can think of is Satchmo. But there was a performance artist whose name is just some weird, like, five letter word like satchmo okay um that did a lot of like that's like seven letters did a lot of like exoskeleton stuff like he did a lot of things where he would like make robot arms that attached to his arms and were controlled via nerve impulses and then would juggle with many more than two hands and stuff like that neat ah crap why can't i remember the guy's name it's just it's just some like futuristic sounding name and i looked him up on youtube and recently and now he's just like a real droopy skinned old guy it's still doing a lot of exoskeleton performance art where he's mostly naked or naked um so that huh. was fun i was guess he naked before yeah well yeah yeah i think the act has been similar but with different technology over time sounds like he's living the dream yeah i mean if he's making a living doing it who knows well yeah 
you know, it's a good question. Maybe, maybe he made his billions in whatever people made billions in in the sixties. Oil, plastics, oil, plastics. Yeah. yeah. God damn it! I'm gonna. I need to find out this guy's name so yeah, that people can I look wanna, him up. He's I never. There, he's nobody's serious. ever gonna be able to find him. You guys talk about something other than clowns or robots <laughs> while I look this guy up. <laughs> oh, so I no. spent yesterday avoiding getting shot. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Is this, really, every was day this like a previous challenge? to yesterday too, right? Yeah. Uh, I I would say I was not really in danger of getting shot, but I definitely made some decisions. So I run this event at the Maid, which is a video game museum in Oakland in the financial district, uh, and I run a co-working event there on Tuesdays. And uh, James Hoffman was like, he was co-working there, and he was monitoring the Oakland Twitter Oakland hashtag uh, because there were protests forming. Uh, regarding the Ferguson decision. Um, like massive protests. Too. Yeah. Like Oakland was huge. Yeah, yeah. And they were like two blocks from where we were. Hmm. Um, and then apparently also there was like uh, gunshots sh- fired at the Fruitvale BART station, which is my stop. Were they taser shots or gunshots? Gunshots. Because I hear they have trouble distinguishing between those two. Things yeah, there. well, that's the police. This was, this this was, was not report. the police that was firing the guns. I don't think so. Okay. And then so also was anyone, like, I, I don't actually know. Was anyone killed other than that one woman who accidentally shot herself in the head? I don't, I don't know. During those. My protests. understanding is that somebody was shot at Fruitvale and it wasn't just shots fired. I see. But I don't know what the outcome of that was. Um, and apparently there were stops like, BART service was halted at the downtown Berkeley BART station and Embarcadero BART station because of a medical emergency, which turns out someone was under the train, which like, I don't know if those guys like didn't have those toys when they were babies where you have the shapes and you put the shape in the hole shaped like the shape because people don't go under trains. (laughs) Like, don't do that. There People go under trains in movies all the time. And I feel like that just that's a bad. Wait, do they? Yeah, like in Wild West stuff, like I've seen it. They'll uh, like they'll, they'll like <clears throat> fall down or like even Indiana Jones. Might I guess have done Link, this. you go down the road, not across the street, and then you're fine. Right <laughs> under trains. Right, right. Specifically, <clears throat> you don't want to get damseled. And like, I I don't think I would have actually been in any danger if I walked out and took the Bart home. But I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna hang out at the maid, and I ended up sleeping there. Oh wow! Hmm. Um, Did you sleep in a chair? No, they've got a couch. It's nice. So were you the only one that was a scaredy cat and stayed uh, I, in I, your posh I was, financial district <laughs> office while real people were out on the streets yeah, yeah. fighting for their rights? I was I was the only one who slept oh, there. Otherwise, well, we good. would have had to fight over the couch. Oh, okay. Which uh, could have led to more gunfire. Yeah, did, yeah, when you were the only one there, did you watch porn on every computer <laughs> at the same time? I didn't watch porn on any computer Man. at the same oh. time. You wouldn't even have to select a category. You just no. select a category per screen. Yeah, well, that's, I want that's all brilliant. of them. All of them at once. Huh. That's what you want. I, I think I would die. And I think that's what I want. <laughs> and that's what I was trying not to do. You just, just once in my life. bring it up real small on a single screen. No, yeah. I guess. You could, I guess. There's a lot of categories. I guess. <laughs> do you guys ever play Scattergories? I think so. I play a game that- similar to that, except it's called Splattergories. Uh, yeah. Is that the game that's like Pictionary? No. Is that the one where they give you a uh, letter? A letter, and you have, and you have of to come up with a kind of things. poop? 
things and yes. things in different uh stellark is the performance artist name s-t-e-l-a-r-c which has the same number of letters as satchmo and four of the same letters okay so i was not super off yeah. base scattergories is i believe you you're given a category and then you roll you roll a die and then have to come up with as many things in that category as you can that start with that letter so, so it's the like die has the letter movie on. stars yeah the dice yeah. the dice have letters um and then you get more points for being the only one. Is it not like there are 30 categories? And I think there are, you, you are issued like four or five categories. Oh, I thought it was maybe. way more than that. Oh, okay. But maybe not. And then you come up with as many as you can in each one. I, I think, I don't remember exactly. It's you get points time. for unique ones or something. Yeah. You get points for being the only person yeah, to, like to in suggest a thing. What was that name again? Stellark. S-T-E-L-A-R-C. Are you looking for more uh, guys wearing exoskeleton nude porn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's that's my favorite category. One of the categories, exoskeleton performance artist. I he was the first Google result for exoskeleton performance artist. So <laughs> he'd probably win that race. He's had decades of fucking around with exoskeletons. That was for whatever reason the library. I mean, for whatever reason the library had this book. <laughs> Uh, but, but it was it was a, a Ray it was a book by Ray Kurzweil from the eighties about okay. artificial intelligence, huh. and it was just like a it was like a huge thick book with a shitload of photographs in it, and it was great. I really would like to have a copy of it now. It's called The Age of Intelligent Machines. There is a and book. it just had so much. It had an overview of like so much awesome stuff in it. There's a book what? from the 80s, I think, that I have been wanting to find again because I read it um, like in the early 90s and have not been able to find it. And it is a book about cellular automata. And the the book effectively posits the notion that if <clears throat> if artificial intelligence is possible um, by a, like a regular computer, so like any Turing complete system could theoretically become artificially intelligent. Um, it talks about like Conway's game of life and how you can, how that is Turing complete. And if you think of seeding the universe, just like an infinite field, just with random static um, and like running that as Conway's game of life, then that will evolve into artificial intelligence. And that, that are like, that wasn't like if it's infinite in both dimensions. Yeah. Okay. Um, That, that would, that, that would, just you know because it's inf- infinite would probably come up with artificial intelligence I, and that that's yeah, that like sense. a notion i of, don't like, actually know that that's a reasonable assumption because it, so imagine that you wrote that you wrote a, a cellular automata rule set mm-hmm. that everything was guaranteed to die in 20 generations well, no but, like, but talking about no i'm talking about conway's game right? of life in specific well sure but okay so which is turing complete right so like like the, the, I mean, okay, so, sorry, I, what I am positing is is a system that you could do the same stuff with mm-hmm. as you could with Conway's Game of Life, but that with random starting conditions... Everything would die. Everything would die. Sure. Like... But I don't think that would, that wouldn't be Turing complete, because you wouldn't be able to have stored registers. If you and- made fixed starting conditions, you could. Huh. 
I don't. Think I mean, that's the that's the thing. Like, I you wouldn't be able to compute anything. I, but I think, but, the, things, but I think right? that there are. What my my point I think is that there are systems that, with the application of intentionality, they can be a thing that they can't. Well, the, be part of random. Although I guess part of infinite the, randomness means. Yeah, that that was what I was going to say. As part of the posit is that those the infinite randomness would create every possible configuration, yes. including the intentional configuration that results in this a was turn, not the interesting in bit. Actually, issue. is what I'm, I was trying to sorry, get to. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so, but the, the interesting bit was like thinking of that as a model for how our universe started, where if you just see the universe with a couple of simple rules and a bunch of matter interacting with you know with these simple rules, that eventually intelligence is going to yeah. arise yeah. out. I mean, of that it. is the sort of the plot of. 2001 that is it that that was done an effectively infinite number of times by the species that created the monoliths i see and the monoliths were there to report on when it worked and created that because the monoliths were sort of an intentionality test did you get that out of the film no No. okay no out of the the books that okay yeah. Like, because, the, I mean, the, you know, the monoliths are, are to accelerate evolution, right? I mean, and that's sort of what happens in the book. It's although you don't like what happens sense. in the what happens in the book, the 2001, the book in the movie, the book is just a, like a novelization of the screenplay. Like it was made as a movie. And then Arthur C. Clarke wrote a bunch of sequels to it. Right. Um, didn't I mean, didn't he work with Kubrick? To yeah. Write the yeah, book? yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, so it's not it is not a thing where it's like they made a movie of this book. It was right. like they the the book was just a novelization of the screenplay. And, you know, what the end of it is supposed to be is he sort of becomes a being made not exactly of energy, but his consciousness and intelligence becomes a sort of part of the structure of the universe. Hmm. Like Hmm. the kind of, like he becomes a kind of like an atomic computer, but the atomic part is the thing that underlies atoms rather than matter. Right. And so, and then like the point of 2010 is that it takes him years to figure out how to get back to earth and start communicating with people because he just doesn't exist in space really anymore. And so yeah. he's having a hard time figuring out. And like everything is really, really, really slow to him. So it he perceives it as an effectively infinite amount of time to like say a word. I see. So it's, I don't know. It's cool. One of the more interesting um, ideas that comes out of the, if you think about the universe as having arisen from random fluctuations in chaos, is that... Um, a much more likely scenario, a much more likely because it, it is there's less fluctuation to have had to have happened a certain way is that what the universe as you perceive it actually is, is like your brain just instantiated for a second and hallucinated the entire universe. And then the next second is gone in the chaos again. Hmm. And so if you buy into that hypothesis, it's actually much more likely that you are a momentary hallucination than that the universe exists. The fact that they're indistinguishable, though, doesn't really means that you, you, sh- yeah, you, you shouldn't you change how you can't act. can't use this to make <laughs> decisions about your life. Yeah. <laughs> it's just interesting. Sure. Uh, the concept is called the Boltzmann brain. I'm going to eat as much fucking cake as I want at this point. Because <laughs> I'm just hallucinating. In, yeah. Just I, in no, this I'm, second. No, I'm not hallucinating. I am a hallucination of yeah. chaos. You're an agent of chaos. Anyway, if you uh, if you know what this book is, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> mm. It might be a Clifford Pickover book.
It's probably not a Clifford pick over book. It's starring, Cl- starring Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that Clifford the Big Red Dog would write. <laughs> Clifford Pickover is like the more accessible Douglas Hofstadter. Okay. And Ray Kurzweil is the crazier Douglas Hofstadter who okay. is... The okay. crazy uncle. Ray, Ray Kurzweil is the Douglas Hofstadter who is more scared of death. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway. The, I would say that Douglas... Is it Hofstadter? I think it's Hofstadter. 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 Anyway, that guy... Um, he actually got a lot more accessible. Like the accessible version of him is him later in life. Okay. He wrote a book called "I Am a Strange Loop," which mm. covers I've got a basically copy of that, and have not yet read it. It, it covers basically the exact same gra- ground as the other book I can't pronounce. Uh, Gerda Escherbach. Thank you. Um, but in a way that is like he he's had thirty years to think about it mm. and mm. clarify his thoughts and and be able to articulate it better and not just have like. These are some thoughts I have. I'll put them on a page. Make of it what you will, but more like here are some conclusions, etc. I read the first half of Gödel Escherbach, and then I kind of flipped through the yeah. The, I mean, the second half. I mean, it gets it, it gets into some really, math that I don't care to. There's really interesting stuff in there, but it's it's really you. It doesn't hand you any conclusions. Clifford Pickover is somebody who might be of interest to you because it is a very like. <sighs> I'm trying to think of the I'm trying to think of the right analogy. It's not exactly Reader's Digest, but it's like it's like a just uh okay. Clifford Pickover well. is the Paul Harvey of Whoa. math and science. <laughs> He'll just pick a thing, sort of home spin it out in a way that takes a couple pages and is cool and doesn't really give you a deep understanding of a thing, but it's like I don't know. It's it it's cool. He's a, what, he's a, he's a cool guy. What medium does he writes work books. books. Okay. I mean, he also has a he. You know, he has a website that is from like 1993 and hasn't been. It has, con- it has content, but no redesigns. Sure. I can appreciate. I don't even know what he teaches. He's a professor somewhere. Anyway, that sounds like something worth checking out. Do you guys play any video games? Yes. Uh, yeah, pretty much just entirely World of Warcraft. Are you are you a level one hundred? I am level one hundred. I'm I'm doing heroics now, gearing up for raids. I did the. Did you did you mess it all around with the tenth um, anniversary stuff? No, I didn't have any idea how to do it. So i I got my stupid dog mm-hmm. in the mail. It's basically it's what they did is they um they resurrected i mean it's always been there the the molten core raid the the original vanilla wow raid they upgraded all the bosses and enemies in there with level 100 appropriate stats oh do you have to be at the level cap to do the anniversary you, thing you have to be you have to be at level cap and have uh an average item level of i think 615 huh that might be a. I mean, I, think I might. You've got till mid January. I think I might. You know, the, my my arc with WoW expansions is usually I play it for like you know half hour to two hours a day for the first week that it's out, which gets me about two thirds of the way through to the new level cap, and then I put it away, and then I come back like six months later mm. and do the same thing again for a couple of weeks. I think I I think I hit like ninety seven the other night, so I'm I'm going real slow. I'm taking it real easy, and I'm really really enjoying it a yeah, lot. It's really good. It I I don't exactly know how to articulate why I think this expansion is so good. 
it feels is it because they just added a bunch of cool new systems that they were able to take from other games. It feels very back to basics. I mean, part of it, part of it is that part of it is that the garrison stuff is really cool. Mm-hmm. Part of it is that there's like player housing, that, like you make decisions and the decisions are presented to you. And like, do you want the lumber mill? At which point you will get this benefit or the, blah, 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 at which point you will get, blah, blah, blah. I don't remember what the thing that I didn't choose was because I chose the lumber mill because that was the right choice. Yep. Um, <laughs> and I don't exactly know. I don't remember what it does. It made it so I once every 10 minutes in that zone, I can become a huge shredder machine. Can you change the thing? I believe that you cannot. You the the outposts. I mean, you can, but you're not going to want to. Because the qualification for being able to change them is being level 100 and paying 10,000 gold. Jesus. Uh, but the the buildings in your garrison itself, uh, you can swap out uh, as much as you want. It, I mean, it still it costs re, uh, gar- garrison resources yeah. and, and some gold, but not nearly as much as the uh, the out in the world outposts do. It's like five hundred gold to to start a new building. It there are all of these. There's I mean we talked about this last time, but there's just so much like timeless isle lessons learned here there are just all of these bosses and they're not even bosses they're just rare spawns some of them are elite some of them are actually bosses so they're the elites you can more or less solo using if, if you actually like use all your cooldowns yeah, and use the doing, use yeah. the you know the sort of region specific crazy power up thing and you get like a you get a follower you get like a buddy that you can take with you and it's just like having another player's worth of firepower um so, you know, you can take down elites and then all of those elites just drop an item that is themed like a drop from that monster. And that is a thing that I miss so much from the early days of WoW in the mm-hmm. in the sort of modern idiom where items are just a bunch of math. I wish and they had a it, it doesn't give you a list of which ones you've which ones you've gotten and which ones you haven't. There's no achievement for. For getting all the rare spawn dudes in a zone. Some of them are on a really long spawn counter, so I think they probably didn't want to encourage Hmm. EQ1 style spawn camping. I suppose that's true, but it's it's the sort of thing that would be fun to to collect them all, and I'm surprised they haven't. Once you've killed them, they stop showing up on your minimap. Yeah. So they lose the you know, dragon. Too. Y- you know when you see the skull on the minimap that oh, there's a cool named guy that I could go kill and get a drop from. And maybe it's not a drop for my class, but like it's still like a yeah. knife that is that thing's tooth, or mm-hmm. a belt that that thing was wearing, or a shield that was that thing's shin. Yeah, and some the of them are of the, like, like some of them are non combat pets or uh, toys, m- mounts, and... toys. Yeah, it also. There are just, like, objects out in the world that if you find them, you can pick them up and then just, like, vendor sell them for 100 gold or whatever. Like, it's just, and it's got a little piece of flavor text, and it's like, ah, one of the Exarchs left this hammer sitting here. You should probably just sell it to some random goblin (laughs) at your base. One thing that I've noticed that that I think I can point to is what's helping make this more fun from a mechanical standpoint is I think they're a lot better about having the quest givers and quest turn-ins near the place where you're doing the quest. Like a lot, in a lot of cases, instead of having to go back to town to turn in the quest that you've just done, there'll be a guy right there that you can 
Yeah, like a given guy's quest line will be go and do this thing, and then I will meet you there yeah. and tell you how to go do the next thing, yeah. and then I will meet you there and tell you how to go do the next thing, and then I'll just move into your town and be a guy you can send out on missions. Yeah, that's pretty good. I really love the way all the guys like that you've done these little quest lines for and, and acquired as minions, when you don't have them out on missions, they're just there hanging out in your garrison. Yeah, they all and, have these and like, as you kind get of more and more, it all fills and, yeah. up and yeah. It's like you're in a little town all your own. It I don't know that I feel like it's a good MMO, really, at this point. Like Aside from grouping, like there's no reason for this to not just be a single player game at this mm. point. I mean, aside from like PvP. dungeons and raids, I'm not doing I, I, I played uh, World of Warcraft primarily as a single player game, but it yeah. still had the, you know, the, the frisson of like I get to show off my gear in yeah yeah. Did you Iron did Forge. you read Raf's sort of review of I haven't I, I've, I've intended to set aside his, some time and his central thesis is that it was a single player game yeah that's why it's successful is because yeah, yeah. it works as a single player yeah. you don't have to playing it, alone together or whatever was his phrase something I, like that it, it's weird though because it as much as I'm having a shitload of fun playing this I can't escape the feeling that it's actually weaker as a game because nothing is difficult like there is there is just well, nothing challenging plenty that's difficult you're just not going to ever see it because it's like the high-end raid content right? well but i mean it used to be challenging to just kill mobs out in the world sure right it was not just a cakewalk and it really is just kind of a cakewalk like you just you just just roll over guys Riff, so have fast. you found that to be true throughout the whole progression yeah pretty much i mean there's been okay. once in a while i'll get i'll get killed but mostly it's because of overextending myself like like uh, i aggro six guys yeah, instead I of just too many three, guys like, or i decided to go ahead and take this this elite rare spawn without waiting for any more players to show up to help yeah. I mean, mine, when I when like I screw that. up, it's because of the shit that I just always do, which is like, you know, I could just hit this button three times and heal up, but no, I'm just gonna pull the next guy. Yeah, like whoops. You can you can tune that stuff yourself. Right. Uh, like I back when I played WoW, I um, you get you get you get to the point where like if you're having trouble, you might sit down and drink between every battle, right? Uh, but if you are feeling comfortable, you might pull an extra person or. I'll I'll just skip eating and drinking between these two battles right. and, yeah. and you can make it harder yourself if you but you're right there's there's something there's something to be said for like really feeling like it was a challenge that you overcame that was foisted on you rather than one that you chose to take on yeah and that i mean that still exists there's just none of that is out in the world that's that's they don't the, have that's definitely the dungeon and raid content elites is that the are stuff that you have to learn and you can just kill elites on your own hmm. that's that's the thing it's like there's every and well of, it, it, of a certain level you you can it, take an elite maybe one level higher than you which is nuts Right. Yeah. An elite of in the old game, an elite of your level would take probably a tank and a healer and at least one DPS guy to kill. Right. 
and <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, you know, and it, that, and it's just, I, it's like I remember trying to take elites of my level or one above or whatever, and like feeling like I was a superhuman when I was able sure. to pull it off. Right. Oh, yeah, Whereas that, this I is remember just doing that once. Yeah. And yeah. it was awesome. And you can't. I mean, and like that's the thing that I liked about you know like having my elementals as a shaman. It's like I can blow my earth elemental and have him tank while I just do as much damage as I can, and then once he is dead, like all right, time to like bloodlust and use my trinkets and everything and just try and try and make this happen right but it's just not it's not challenging it's like it's like playing through a, a sort of a, a compelling story because mm-hmm. it is i mean the, the story stuff is cool the environments are cool but you almost like don't get a chance and i mean i've you know we have lamented it used to take so long to get anywhere that you really got a sense of the world. And that is important to us because we're old, right? It's not (laughs) that it was good. It's not that it was better than it is now. It's just, we did this. We derived some enjoyment from it. Therefore we are sad that other people don't get that exact same thing, but like, welcome to the March of fucking history, right? Like it's not, well, there's also like something is perceived as more valuable when you have to work harder at it yeah and that's the nature of what games are sure but i mean a game that makes you work harder is not inherently superior to a game that doesn't right no but it does have that advantage and you can say that that is one way in which it is better regardless of the it made me feel this way the thing now doesn't so yeah Yeah. that yeah they Uh, are they are going back slightly towards the the forcing people to to travel more because i mean there are a lot of flight points but you're not allowed to fly anymore in, in yeah and you just areas. won't uh, and yeah they're just not gonna do at it. level like, 100 yeah no there's, there's still expansion. no flying and yeah that's why I, I wonder if maybe they'll let you fly there when the next, next expansion, expansion comes out but, I mean that would yeah, make sense it, because they, that they would don't make sense. Yeah, they don't need. But their, it certainly doesn't their... look like they're they're letting it happen this time. And there's been uh, a lot uh, of places like Draenor is really mountainous in spots, and there's been a lot of places where I had to spend a lot of time figuring out how to get to the other side of the map or wherever. That's cool. Yeah. But how are they justifying that thematically? They're just not. Yeah, they're just not. Yeah, all right. <laughs> they're just not bothering. It's. I mean. It was so once you have a dragon before. Like, why can't you have your dragon everywhere? Like I mean, maybe they you can add you pop can, out the dragon. You can. It just, it just, it just can't ground. fly there. It just yeah. runs on the ground. Like, <laughs> they they gave every flying mount a, a run animation Crazy. when they during Cataclysm. Yeah, I, you know, it was like oh, uh, you have to get a cold weather flying license for right. Wrath of the Lich King. You have to get an. Asian flying license <laughs> because there are four winds in Asian <laughs> lands. Like, I, uh, you know, and I think they were like, why do we have to keep doing this stupid shit? Why can't we just say, you know what? We want to design a place where you don't just get to fly everywhere arbitrarily. Right. Mm-hmm. We want to be able, like, we want to be able to make impressive skyboxes again, because that's a thing we used to be able to do. <laughs> like, yeah. And who knows? I mean, maybe it is designed such... It seems like it would be stupid for them to design it such that they couldn't ever let people fly because... Make that mistake again. I'm curious, when another expansion comes out, like, is anybody going to bother 
messing around leveling up their garrison and stuff? I mean, are you gonna dick with the Pandaria the farm? Like, yeah, you yeah, because no, I'm, I'm, I have no reason to go back to the Pandaria farm. Certainly, I wonder if this, if this um, expansion benefited from all the people who used to work on WoW being reassigned to WoW from Titan. Uh, yeah, right. Like maybe this is like a bunch of people who had spent a bunch of time thinking about an MMO. Yeah. And maybe now they're like back on wow, at least for a little while. I sort of forgot to, I forgot to explain that. And I don't, I, I somehow had it in my head that they were less careful with the environment design in this than they had been in previous expansions because this one came out so fast, but it totally didn't. It was two years, same as anything, but I don't know why I had it in my head. I've gotten stuck. I've gotten stuck the one in that the followed Pandaria. In the yeah, wow. I've gotten stuck in the world geometry multiple times. Like really? my first experience, my, the first thing that happened to me in this expansion is I flew from Orgrimmar. I took the wrong Zeppelin from Orgrimmar, so that I flew manually all the way from Undercity to the Dark Portal. Went through the Dark Portal. Did the first, like, little quest, just kill some guys or whatever, and then it was like, go over here. I went the wrong way around a tower, got to a point where I was just, like, stuck in a ravine that all of the walls were too steep to get out. Not even a ravine. Huh. It was, like, a little pocket. Just a little pocket of the scenery that you could not get out of. That That's they clearly crazy, didn't intend somebody that hasn't, to go. That hasn't happened to me once, and, I've, and huh. I'm, and i like, uh, I'm extreme in my explorations and mountain climbing and stuff to, like i feel like if somebody was going to get caught in the scenery it would be me <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean well, it's possible that you're just better at getting yourself out of that sort of situation yeah in practice because you can like wall you, like yeah, you used to be able to wall jump out of holes be, but i mean i don't i'm not terrible at that stuff right i mean because like you could, I, on, you could get on that statue and yeah i could get on the statue and storm, storm wind. Wind. like yeah, yeah. That, like back when not everybody could i could do it pretty consistently so like I, I'm I'm about like fucking around on the scenery, but this was like I'm like uh, I think they just didn't like normal people would have figured out how to go where the map was telling them to go. I'm finding that a lot too. There's a lot of like things on the map that are like below me or above me. The zones in Draenor are really vertical, mm-hmm. and it's cool, but it's also like uh, I take a lot of fall damage. Like this expansion <laughs> is characterized by a lot of fall damage and a lot of wandering around trying to find the entrance to the cave that they're trying to get me to go into. Is fall damage still a thing at your HP levels? Oh, it's percentage. Percentage. Yeah, it's percentage oh, okay. Yeah. Matt, you're reminding me of like jumping off of stuff and then like doing the floating spells. So that you, oh, your like, feather oh, fall. Yeah. Feather yeah. fall. So my, I could try my, to land uh, on top of like cacti or whatever that you couldn't climb My goblin glider up. that I've got tinkered into every cloak I ever get is, is one of my favorite things in the game. There's a garrison building that eliminates fall damage. It's one of its passive benefits. <laughs> Everywhere? Make any, yeah. No, just in, no, just, just in, in Draenor. In Draenor. Oh. There's like, you can, you can have a stables and then like, you know, part of the benefit of the stables is increased mounted speed, but then the second level of the stables makes it so you don't get stunned when you get, you cannot be knocked off of your mount by being attacked in huh. Draenor. Like, the, it's, it's, and you have to choose between these weird quality of life perks. Yeah. It's great. Because, like, one of the things, it's just so one of good. the other ones that, like, you can have the stables or you can have the, uh, the the barracks that lets you choose one of your guys to just run around with you. Yeah, they're all like over bodyguard the and bodyguard guy. you. Yeah, that's the second guy that goes along. And oh, I so only have that or the stable. Yeah, 
Jeez. And I, I, and, I, I did like the barracks. four other things. It makes you build the barracks. Do you only ever get one plot that size? Uh, you get two. You do get a second one. You eventually, okay. at level 100, you have two large buildings, three mediums and three small. No, okay. two, 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 and three, I think. Ah, man. Sounds very video gamey. It is. It is, but it's great. Yeah. I have not gone back to the old world once since starting, except when I had to hearth to get unstuck in the geometry Mm -hmm. and fly all the way the fuck back to the goddamn portal a second time. I've gone (laughs) back because there is, there's a building you can get that lets, um, that lets you assign five of your non-combat pets and then at level two ten of your non-combat pets to just be running around your garrison but you need, <laughs> you, you need to be able to you need to be able to beat in pet battle three oh. level 25 pets so i huh. so i'm like leveling this team of guys so uh, that sucks because i want Pokemon that i want that. that so bad but i don't oh, want to play the exactly, pet battle bullshit exactly so I was like, man, <laughs> all right. Man, I'll, Murky I guess running I'll go around your garrison would be so rad. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. if I ever if I ever actually Murky. redeemed Murky. I feel bad. I've got all this cool stuff on my character that yeah. we'll just never see the light of day. I have all of the, like, like, I have every fucking collector's edition because of the sunk cost fallacy. <laughs> um, <laughs> do they ever let you take out more than one pet at once? Well, you can have ten out at your yeah, garrison. Good enough, do thing. Yeah, um, I imagine they have little skits that they'd have, like they chasing each other. Like oh man, if they if they coded so. up interactions oh for God. every combination of yeah. Oh, no I would. I, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. But maybe they have like pet A and pet B will chase yeah. each other or something. That would be anybody so played good. anything other than World of Warcraft? I feel like this is just a WoW podcast at this well, point. It, this isn't that much better, but I've been playing Echo Bazaar. Oh, what do you think? Uh, it's very grindy. I am. Yeah. I just became. A, I think it's a person of some importance, and a lot of stuff opened up to me. But it's all really grindy stuff. What are like what? What are your stats like? What order of magnitude are we talking about here? They're all in the eighties. Okay. Because it seems like there is a threshold at seventy, which was maybe the original cap oh. or something. 70 is where, like, professions stop automatically leveling you up and stuff right. like that. Um, but I it's mean, really just a lot of clicking a thing 20 times and then doing it again an hour later. So, for the viewers at home, Echo Bazaar, also called Fallen London, I think that's the new name, is... Uh, oh, yeah, it used to be called Echo Bazaar, now right, it's called it's, Fallen London. It's uh, sort of a text-driven quasi-MMO, but I've been playing it fully as a single-player game. Um... We should buddy up on that because I think that there are gameplay benefits to interacting with other people. Yeah, and well, I, yeah, you can like give. I, I'm just get so, rid of your nightmares by giving them to other people and stuff. Yeah, like that. I and I have other friends who occasionally play. I'm just so asocial. I don't want to like. I don't want to pester them like mm. in real life or just implicitly by sending them an invite. Um, you can pester me about any video game related shit you want at any point. Just saying, buddy, I'm there for you. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. Um, don't get Kevin playing any MMOs though. Okay. I'm not allowed. That's smart. I All these I worlds are yours here. except Kevin. Attempt no landings <laughs> there. <laughs> thank, yeah. Thank um, Ian Bogus. It's, it's pretty well written. I've been enjoying the pros. I, I frankly like half the fun is just 
the the game's state is stored in in properties they give you and these properties can be called things like wounds for injuries or scandal for when people for when you're being scandalous or they can be things like seeing through the eyes of Icarus which is just <laughs> basically just a counter for like something interesting interesting is going to happen when this reaches a certain value um and the way they've constructed the game they can just they can any any of these story events that happen to you can just can key off of any of these values or give you any of these values and it's a really simple way of um of making a game but it's also really evocative there's a lot of space for the writers to to hint at things and i think they do a really good job at that mm -hmm. have you played any sunless sea not yet i've been Waiting for that to... I, I think I'm probably going to wait for it to get out of early access before I load that up. I've heard it's just not finished yet. Yeah, it's getting there, but I mean, I play a game of it every few weeks mm -hmm. at this point when they put in a pack. They've recently just like completely redone the combat mm. uh, in a way that is, I think, going to be a little bit more interesting, but... Um, I mean, their writing is really strong. I, yeah. I know we've talked about this. I don't remember if we've talked about it on the podcast before, but I know that you and I have talked about how... I am a little bit bothered by the the fact that everything in Fallen London is just a card. Your stats are a card. Your possessions are a card. Things that are happening to you are a card. You're bothered by the fact that they are cards? I am bothered by the fact that they are, that everything is the same thing. Hmm. Right? And there are clearly designations. There are clearly categories of things, some of which are stats, some of which are items, some of which are friends that you have, some of which are connections that you have with specific societies or whatever. Yeah. But that they are sort of all just... I don't think These rectangles of, of the same size. Yeah, I don't think of those as card... Like your properties as cards. I think they're just using the card art. It's just iconography. Um... And maybe that's just because when you scale it down, it doesn't look like a card anymore. Well, but what, what I'm saying is, like, when you perform an action, it says, you gain whatever. And it's just a rectangle yep. and a word. And you just have to know whether it's a stat or a card or a skill or an object or whatever. And that's what bothers me. Like That stuff, I, I feel like I picked up how to read that. And I couldn't tell you how to do it. But, like, something in the way they phrase it or something in the way they present it to you, it's always clear to me that, okay, this is just a number. This goes into my inventory. Hmm. Um, and uh, so I, I think it's – I think the data is there if you learn how to read it. Yeah. I've gone in and out of this game for years, so I, I lose sure. the things that I knew about it sure, at, sure. at every point. Have you played Black Crown? Uh, no. no it is it's the same engine um i don't know who's written it it's it's the same sort of game except the setting is it's a different setting it's interesting it's it's like a sort of body horror bureaucracy setting huh. it's really neat unfortunately it doesn't have a proper ending but the the story up until the lack of ending is pretty cool i played the promotional game that they made for the novel the night circus <laughs> which I liked. Uh, I played it having already read the book. And so I was like, oh, I remember that. And it like that had a little bit it sort of had a little bit clearer goals. 
I tried playing the Dragon Age game that they made, and I was like, this is just some bullshit about court politics. So, like, <laughs> this has the same level of abstraction, but it was like, a, you know, a, a delegate from the elves. Like, eh, nope. Yeah. I didn't even play through my initial allotment of energy yeah, on that I, before I decided I that it all high fantasy basically was not for so. me. Well, but this is boring high fantasy. Like, if this was like, if it had given me the opportunity for, all right, here's this goblin card. If you use your sword card on this goblin <laughs> card, you'll get an amulet card. I would have been fucking on board. But <laughs> as it was, it was like, eh, not really, uh, not really interested in an allegiance with the dwarfs. Yeah. Politics. I've been playing some IGF games. Yeah? Anything you can talk about? Yes. Uh, so there's a game called Subterfuge, which is all about sub-battles. Hmm. Um, it is basically a mobile version of Neptune's Pride mm. um, <clears throat> with a couple of different twists. Um, instead of like a tech tree that you're trying to advance, you hire specialists and those specialists are actual people that exist in your fleet of subs and at your bases and stuff like that. And they have powers, some of which can can impact your whole um, sort of operation, some of which are just localized specifically to the place where they are, mm. um, or sometimes a combination of those two. Um, and But they can be killed or captured, um, which is interesting. Um, but it's the same, basically the same kind of thing where it's you'll set some orders in motion, then it's going to take six or eight or 20 hours or whatever for them to actually come to fruition. And a lot of the gameplay is going to be conversations and like the machinations that happen between people, um, which is all sort of handled pretty elegantly in the, in the game interface. It's a, it's great. It's a lot of fun. It's very, very well handled. It has this amazing feature of being able to um, input orders and then, um, scrub forward in time and it plays out how everything is going to unfold based on your knowledge. Mm. Um, mm. So it like it just it will like play out what how a battle is going to go assuming that nothing else changes. Oh, um, uh, Frozen Synapse did that except did that, they? that's that's uh, turn based. Yeah, this combat. one yeah. this one is like real real time but there's like specific orders of, of like yeah. Uh, I don't know. Ron Carmel's the the guy behind okay, it, yeah. but I don't know if there's I saw a company specifically. An article written by Ron Carmel on Gama Sutra this morning. Oh yeah. Um, talking about specifically respect for players' time. Oh, interesting. And I know that uh, Neptune's Pride is the sort of game where you wake up in the middle of the night to make sure no one's <sighs> fucked you over. Yeah. You set like three alarms. This this has that same problem. Does it? It does. Because he talks specifically about taking steps to solve that problem it, it there is always going to be an advantage to logging in regularly to see if something else has happened yeah um like people talk about how they you know they could not they could walk away from it for six hours or a day even and not feel like they were missing out but like I logged in, I happened to log in half an hour after somebody launched a fleet at me and was able to retaliate, well, not even retaliate, I was able to shore up my defenses such that the battle they thought they were going to win became a loss for them. Um, you you happened to log in, you say? Yeah, because like I was, I was, it happened okay. while I was asleep, but I woke up and I was like, oh, I'll just check. Yeah. Um, um, 
But if I hadn't, yeah. if I'd let four hours pass, then I would have lost that that battle, right? And so there is always the strategic advantage to logging in regularly to see if there's new information to act upon. Yeah, that and sucks. That's so yeah, it's problem. It, it, and I don't know that there's a way around it um, in the sort of framework that that Neptune's Pride had. I think the was it the sequel to Neptune's Pride or Neptune's Pride Two? I don't remember if there was a name for it. There, so there was there was a follow up game that they made yeah. to Neptune's Pride that was like a it was a, you were on the surface of a planet and you were mining and it was like a kind of a hex map and it was very very turn based. Yeah, and so mm. the way the way but, that they but were then able there to... was an actual Neptune's Pride two, I think. Oh, there was where you Pride. could put a mode in. You could put a game. You could start a game in a mode where yeah you could only issue commands every eight hours or every twelve hours exactly, and that that is the way to do it. I think is you have these specific discrete periods where you can actually issue orders and yeah. then stuff unfolds. And then I would it. also like for the stuff to not unfold in a way that it was advantageous to be paying attention in the interim or yeah. to issue your orders early. That's what in we the were 12 hours. About. Yeah. Like uh, I, th- I think, it, you know, I think it's possible to make a game like this that is compatible with a sort of a healthy life. <laughs> but it's but it's very easy to make one that isn't right. Um, it doesn't mean it shouldn't exist, you know. We're not trying to censor your video games. Yeah, there will always be crazy people. I, like that's the thing. I I it's love fine to make games for crazy people. Sure, like, is what, is I love this point. game, like, but I just can't let myself play it. Like I will just obsess over it because yeah. even if nothing is happening, I'll log in and I'll think about what could happen. Yeah, right. Like that's just pathology or whatever. Um, Played a game called Stare, uh, which is like it's very clever. It's you are basically playing as the level. Um, you're not playing as the character. It is a infinitely tall tower uh, where the walls are like movable platforms that you control. Oh, does that mean that it's artificially intelligent? Yes. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and there's a there's a guy which is sort of just jumping from, from oh, the platform he starts on. Is this on. the game that Bennett Foddy did the art for? Yes. Yeah. This and looks, I don't remember the seems really good. Yeah. It's super great. Um the the there is only there is one sort of flaw to it, uh, which I'll get to in a second. But I'll let me finish explaining it. So there's so a guy, a little sort of like little figure guy jumps um every few seconds from one platform to the next and you can see what his trajectory is going to be and you What you do as you play the game is you move the platforms around such that he will land on a platform um, and not hit like any spikes or anything that are in the level. Um, And you can most of the things you can move some as that gets higher and higher in the tower, things become locked where they are. There come to be like these like floating little spiky balls in the middle, which you have to figure out how to avoid. There's a bunch of like difficulty in doing in like in getting him higher. the interesting stuff doesn't really sort of kick in until about 50 or 60 meters. Like you're, you're sort of like each level is a meter and that's your score basically is how high you get. Um, and it does become a little tedious getting back to that point. Every, like every time you play through, it's like, okay, well, this is not hard. Oh, so it's, mm. uh, so that's that like, like that's benefit just, from like maybe starting at a later checkpoint. Yeah. Just even if you weren't eligible for leaderboards, <clears> like <throat> you would just pl- feel better about the game if you were able to sort of start where you're having trouble troubles you yeah. know sounds uh, like a more actiony lemmings sort of i mean you're trying to save the guy you're not trying to 
I guess the lemmings are trying also to save the save. lemmings. Yeah, what are you, a monster? <laughs> yeah, I guess I mean, oh, when, no. I, when I played lemmings, I would often just try to blow up as many yeah. of them as possible and stuff. Yeah, there um, was a button for that. Well, sure. But you want to do as much damage to the level as you can. <laughs> you want them to suffer first, I think, is Kevin's. Um, I played a game called Shibuya, which is like a one-dimensional puzzle game. Um, you have like these bl- sort of transparent blocks slowly fall in from the sky and you have like a queue of ways to color them and any it's like red blue yellow and green and if you can get two of them um together of the same color you can clear them from the 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 list and like you can get maybe 10 tall on the screen at a time and so you're, you're having to think ahead you're like you know the next six colors that you have available to you so you're trying to like tag them as they're falling in such that you've got contiguous ones so that you can clear them. Um, I'm ha- this is not probably very clear description of it. It's, it's hard to describe. It's very simple. Um, it's kind of a neat, it's a neat game and there's a lot of actual strategy and depth to it. Um, and it gets going very fast. The blocks start, like start flowing uh, in from the sky faster and faster. And that makes it much, much harder. You don't have as much time to react. Um, I don't think I, understand understand yeah sorry yeah. it's so like imagine the like blank so that so it is just a hole and blocks fall in from the sky sort of like tetris except for instead of them they having, just all are they're all tall pieces flat. they're all are just they all flat. the same height no they're all flat they're all just one high and they're all just going to fall in they're, are they're, they all the they're, same width they're all the same width it's it's a one-dimensional game it okay. could, it, these could just be dots so it's just on a, a line. queue yeah so it's just a queue um if when they get to the bottom, if you haven't assigned them the color, they become gray and become the only way to clear them is to clear uh, a block next to them. Um, on top of them or underneath on them? On top or underneath. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, if you, if you, you can like tag them, you, if you tap one, it becomes the current color in the queue of colors that's sort of coming down. Um, okay. So you, you have a color that you can either issue to a block or not issue to a block. No, you always have to issue it. You, you, you can't skip the, you can't skip a color. You just said. It's a queue of, it's, it's a queue of colors, but, but you, you can't. If you don't issue it to a block, the block becomes gray. Yes. Sorry. So the, yes. Okay. What choices do you You are make choosing, you are choosing play, when it, and where, like when to tag a block and which blocks to tag with. Oh, so you can colors. tag one once it has landed. No, it, when it is, when, once it, when it has landed, it becomes gray and you cannot interact. Are there with multiple it. blocks falling at a time? Yes. Okay. That was the, that was the missing piece of it. Yeah. So it's, there are like, it starts, you know, like one pops into the screen, but then you can wait and another one will come slowly, come behind it and you've got, you know, okay. A while for it to get to the okay. bottom. No, that, that that suddenly is a game. Sorry. That, yeah. I, no, 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 no. I mean, it's it seems like it's a, it's one of those things that's so simple that yeah. it is hard to describe. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't talk about Pear Solitaire either. No, we didn't. We both been playing a bunch of that. Well, I that? played two or three games. I, oh, really? I, yeah. I didn't really get I, into that's it. That's my new like just like I can't sleep thing. Pear no. Solitaire is like a new take on on a solitaire game. You take a deck of cards, you shuffle it. Uh, you spread it out in a big line. And like in a you column. Can, you just yeah. make a column face up of every card in the deck. And you can remove any uh, any card that is one away from either a card of the same suit or a card of the same number. And your goal is to get down so, to as few cards as possible. So like there has to be a card in between them. So if you had yeah. like a spade and then a club and then a spade, you could remove either of the spades. Yep. But then the column collapses yeah and you can do it again and you can also do the same thing if you if they match in number yeah 
Um, and the goal is just to get rid of as many cards as you can. Like you totally could play it with a regular deck of cards, but you just wouldn't because you wouldn't want to constantly be compressing, recompressing the stack. stack. I feel like you could, you could play it just in your hands, just scrolling the cards back and forth from, you could, uh, yeah, you you could. And then what what are you playing it on? You're discarding them. Your iPhone. Phone. Yeah. It's a, how many cards can you see at once on your phone? 12 yeah, to 15. Yeah, 10, 10 or 12. Yeah. You got to scroll. Yeah. Um, but you're, I mean, because it's all local interactions, cor- it's fine. It, it I wonder totally if, if fine. we're correct in saying that, or I wonder if it's actually like you can see five cards at a time on the screen. No, it's, I feel like it's a lot. Let's see. I'm going to run this game uh, right now. Science. <laughs> I, I, my interaction with this game was odd because the very first time I played it, I got down to two cards and I was like, well, that was trivial. Is this, is this a game? Like, I don't understand. And then I found out that, like, no, that was just a super... You just... You peaked huh. early. I and peaked super <laughs> early, yeah. You can see better. 11 cards. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Good call, Kevin. Um, so, that, you know, that's an interesting game. Uh, Crossy Road I've been playing <laughs> yeah, some of. Yeah. yeah, I played it. I downloaded that. I haven't played it yet. It's... I mean, it... So, the, the two-word pitch is Infinite Frogger. Yeah. And, like, fuck yeah. Which is rad. Of course. It's it's yeah. one button, right? It is not no. one button. Um, you do tapping, have... t- tapping makes you move forward, but you can swipe to move left or right or backwards. Yeah. Ollie didn't know that when I was watching him play. Oh, yeah. it's very... It's definitely possible to play it a bunch without knowing about the other it's, controls. It's possible to play it a bunch without knowing that you can switch your device to landscape mode, which gives you a, a ton of additional information about It's actually a huge advantage wow. to play it. You see way more of the field in landscape mode because yeah. it's just... Yeah, I, I played for a long time in portrait mode and was like, oh, this is... this is I'm doing okay. And then I switched to landscape and I like doubled my score, so... Yeah, that's that's pretty huge. Um. I haven't played this. I was looking on the Android Play Store. There's a game called Crossy Road on there. Oh yeah. I feel like I should have checked that out so I could talk about it here. It was it was it a, a different game. It was definitely a different game. Okay. It, it was it was definitely a knockoff. Wow, that's fast. Yeah. So this this game is super uh clever. Uh it it, it there are 50 different characters that you can be, many of which ha- are just fun in different ways of the way that they sort of like change the environment or interact yeah, like with the you environment. pick the penguin and everything is all snowy yeah uh, and they're just like wow they just read it all of the models in yep. the game for, i mean you really probably the, they just change the colors of a lot of things you play white. as the ghost and suddenly it's nighttime and you're the light source so it's hard oh. to see what's going on i unlocked a guy how does uh, a that ghost sort of makes the whole game car. into hell yeah, the Dark Lord. Yeah, everything is like red, and all the trees are on fire. And you, uh, if you, if you stand near a bush, sometimes it'll burst into flames. Nice. And stuff. You can tell Moses. You can trick Moses. Probably the, in the case of the ghost, the ghost just the game ends when the ghost says, "Oh, I would have gotten hit there." Right. And then chooses <laughs> to die. The uh, there's a robot that like shoots cars, and like they they don't s- cease to be cars, but they like burn up and like are just a gray shell of a car um, is there like a a baby and then the baby causes like a, a, a 70 car pile up nope there's no baby <laughs> that i saw oh can you play as that dummy that macaulay culkin throws off of the overpass in the good son no because <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. i've only ever seen the very end of that movie i never mm. saw the the beginning or can no. you make a weird crossbow out of junk and use it to kill dogs no okay we need to make it the good son game. Oh god, that sounds <laughs> terrible. It's got like step like the first level is uh car crash dummy 
and the second level is dog murder crossbow. Sure. And then the Crossing Road is Mom Tricker. Is a free game. <laughs> mom Tricker, yeah. And I feel like they they do f- and they're the, all the platformer f- levels. The free to play model like <laughs> yeah, this is like an SNES era <laughs> movie tie-in game yeah. about as well as you possibly can. They uh they regularly so y- you one of the sort of short-term goals while you're like playing the game is that you can collect coins and every to not accidentally watch a commercial. <laughs> well, every 100 coins uh you get to get a chance at a new character is it a chance it is a chance huh i've always had it pay off well because it just rolls randomly and so at the, f- the first handful you get are, are almost invariably going to be new characters but as you get more and more characters you start getting more and more duplicates um, so the last one is one in 50 chance of getting the last one okay um or you can just buy the characters outright for a buck i feel like i accidentally spent i got one out of a machine for a hundred gold but then it gave me the opportunity to also just spend another hundred gold on it no, you get another hundred gold to roll again. Oh, you might have just gotten the same one again. Did not seem like what happened, but yeah, okay. I don't know. Um, but I got the Dark Lord, good, which it had offered to sell me for a dollar. So I felt like I won a dollar exactly in a crazy <laughs> gumball machine. Uh, it it does not have interstitial ads that it forces upon you, but you can opt accidentally in. hit a button that makes you watch an unskippable ad. You can opt in. This to is an worse ad, than a sailor's dream, which gives you twenty uh, twenty coins. Uh, and then this every so often it gives you a uh, like game every of war fire age six hours. Basically, it gives you another hundred coins. So you can uh, you can get another chance at a new character, which like that gives you the like all of the fun of getting a bunch of new characters early on. And then it gives you the like slot machine chances of getting characters later. And then if you're a completionist, you're going to be like, oh, God, it is taking forever to get this long tail end set of characters so you're that much more likely to just give them some cash to, f- to round out your collection um let's go back for a second yeah could you could you pay to skip the songs in a sailor's dream <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was that was their model it's just <laughs> we're gonna make songs that are really long and if you want to stop them wow. you're gonna have to give us some money get back to this good 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 video game <laughs> uh I guess the only other game I'll talk about is uh, is Kitty Powers Matchmaker. Hmm. Uh, this is a game that I was not particularly interested in, just in terms of the style of game that it was. But it was extremely well polished and and put together. It it is like you are a you own like a dating agency, and people come to you. Uh, are you a cat? No, you're a person. Kitty Powers, I guess, is like a a well known drag queen maybe okay i i don't i had i had never heard of kitty power so i don't know um but that's that's the sense that i get from the from the um sort of branding of it or whatever um but then you are basically helping people find true love by matching them up with people and it's it is a bunch of of sort of well-designed mini games some of them are like memory games so you'll like the first thing you do is like figure out what they like and you have a pool of applicants that are the pool of like other people who are want to go on dates and you try to figure out the per- the people that are the most compatible um, based on their likes and dislikes and stuff like that. Uh, and then they actually go on the date and you are sort of directing how things go, like what they're going to talk about, what their responses are going to be. Um, and then there are like little mini games. It's like, 
uh, I forget what, like the, the person's like, I want to order something, but we don't remember what the waiter looks like. So you like, they show you like all the waiters in the restaurant and you have to remember what the waiter was. Oh God. Mm-hmm. That so, is like a, that is like the mini game that I would be the worst at. Of it's, any. it's hard. Like, and they're, it's clever. It's like, like, like three quarters of the way through dinner. They're, they're like, you talk about the weather. What was the weather outside when you got here? And you're like, ah, oh, <laughs> shit, I don't remember. Right. Like, and you don't know what kinds of questions are going to come up. And then there's, you know, like there's other just actual, like literal mini games where it's like, uh, um, you know, there, a dessert cart will come by and there'll be four things on it. And he'll be like, I want the second one. And you're like, what was the second one? You know? And uh, I feel like that probably if you were to just, if I got to run a MySQL query of everything that I have ever said to, to Emily uh-huh. in the top 10 would be, I don't remember what our waitress looks like. If you see her, could you flag her down? Right. <laughs> because I feel like I've said that to Emily a thousand times. Um, yeah. I wonder if we went to a restaurant where the waiters had, like, if we went to the American Gladiators restaurant <laughs> where the waiters had, like, really strongly developed personalities and, Branding. like, individualized weapons, would, <laughs> would I then be able to, like, cause I feel like if our, if our waiter was either Sub-Zero or Scorpion, I would be able to <laughs> yeah. remember which one of those was the waiter. You need, like, but, the, uh, the, the, oh, I don't think I could. Remember which was which in that case. Well, Sub Zero is the, the cold one. Oh, it's the blue one. Sub Zero is the one that gives you ice cream. <laughs> uh, Scorpio is the one that gives you shish kebabs. You you need the you need the restaurant where everyone is wearing a different rubber animal mask. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Hotline Miami. Hotcakes Hot Miami. Miami. That was it. yes. Hotcakes Miami. <laughs> God, they're selling like <laughs> murder. <laughs> Murder over Miami. <laughs> oh man, why doesn't De- why didn't Denny's ever have a dish called Murder? She ate. <laughs> okay. Uh, they, the their sequel the sequel to Hotline Miami should have been Hotline Miami Three Wrong Number. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's like Hotline Miami Two Wrong Number, but that but it's the right good. number. They they missed oh, they missed oh. the, yeah yeah they missed wow an opportunity. A, man you should call them. Actually, don't call them. <laughs> call them at their number call three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't them. Yeah, damn it! This is—it's impossible to communicate wow. this joke to you. What if phone numbers were just given out sequentially? <laughs> so, like, somebody's got number one. Let's they find get, out who. They like get calls yo, all the time. Yo Emergency mama, services. Yo mama's so old. Her social security number is five. The nine hundred and eleventh <laughs> people to get a phone number. Yeah, you never forget that one. Sure. Is there any anybody have any news that they give a shit about? I don't. No. World of Warcraft broke 10 million subscribers again. Good for them. Yep. They broke them just like a little girl. <laughs> Got to have it. Got to gender it, man. That's that's creepy. Yeah. It's a lyric. Oh, is it? They broke them like a horse. Oh, okay. Is that also a lyric? No. That's <laughs> just a phrase about animal husbandry. <laughs> So this assignment, Among the Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I like the idea that, in fact, I think if I have a kid, I'm going to tell them this. Go to sleep so that you can have dreams, because dreams are where you get to play with all of the other children in the world who are currently (laughs) asleep and having dreams. But watch out. Don't play with any of the minority ones. I found this game incredibly creepy. Like, I was super creeped out by just the like coats hanging from 
Yeah, the, the fact that, yeah, your mom apparently has a massive collection of, like, cult full robes. Body, yeah, yeah, full was, body robes. That was actually my favorite part of the game, was walking into the closet. That the first like very early on with yes. the, where he's like let's go into the closet and you go in there and it's like this Good creepy no. yeah. is is yeah. the idea that this house actually just has a weird maze closet that is two no, closets because no, I, I, I know they used I to read make that is they used to make things like that they used to make houses that, sure like yeah. I've been in houses, houses where <laughs> you could go into one person's closet and end up in another person's closet yeah no no I I, I think I interpreted you... that as just like you're a kid you got lost in the wardrobe right yeah. and I think that. But I you definitely really come out strong. in a different room, which you're not Did you? faking. Yeah. Wait. No, what? not. No, I you think go you, into your closet. You, you come and back you out of go... your closet and your mom is waiting for you. No, yeah, you yeah. come out of the closet in a different room. No. Well, this happened. So the, the coat thing happened. Oh, you didn't get that far, right? Multiple. No, I got fed up and quit after about 45 minutes. And I will explain why when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, my interpretation of that was that this was, and I thought I loved this, was that that's... That's how they convey, like the same way they use the field of view, um, to make everything seem really big and far away. Right. Yeah. Do 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 two year old toddlers just have really weird fisheye vision? I <laughs> because when maybe. you're interacting with your mom, she looks weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's got a little bit of Mira Sorvino action <laughs> you're, uh, going on. Like, your eyes I'm not stay saying the same you size, got fetal right? alcohol syndrome, <laughs> but like you might have. You you're getting there. I mean, I, I think they're taking some artistic liberty with that, but I mean, I in the same way with the coats. I mean, I, I I interpreted that as like, yeah, you're you're a kid, and this is their sense of how they convey to you the sense of like everything's big and scary and right. mysterious. And I thought that was really strong. And then when the rest of the game happened, like it just seemed like a mess. Hmm. It seemed like I didn't see any similar like this is a metaphor for. This aspect of childhood. Right. In the same way that I saw that thing in the closet as one. I really wanted this to just take place inside in the, the house. house. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. I also thought that. Um, but once you sort of accept that they are broadening out the space, the the puzzles were acceptable. Um, and then the 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 creepy like antagonists always just scared the shit out of me mm. that like I, it was i was always so nervous about encountering one of them that like i was it heightened just trying to get anything else done i never encountered yeah. an antagonist i i the the point at which i quit and and this is just because i didn't try to play this game until today and if i had given myself multiple days to play it i probably would have been able to overcome this but i got to the first sort of puzzle world yeah where you're in like a oh, bullshit scarecrow hallucination world Except it's a playground where it's not clear where you can go because some things you clip on, some things you don't. Like, some of these plants are walls and some of them are fog. Like, and it was like, all right, well, I went all the way around collecting all the goddamned owls to put on the goddamn Half-Life 2 physics puzzle. <laughs> and turns out one owl missing and the absolute last thing that I wanted to do was to slow as fuck baby crawl around. You don't have to crawl, stupid but you can... Well, crawling is the fastest option. Okay. But what I'm saying is yeah. that in the house, when you are a baby and you are doing baby stuff, the limitations, the the sort of disempowerment that it, that it hands you as a part of the, just the move set of the game makes a lot of sense. When suddenly they just put you in 
bullshit video game environment number 46 and give you bullshit video game fetch quest number 62 to do. Yeah, these it are- suddenly chafes like a son of a bitch <laughs> because, like, I move too slow to do another exhaustive fucking search of this space in which I've already seen everything. Like Babies don't go collect all the owls and then weigh down one <laughs> yeah. side of a seesaw they, with I mean, them. Babies, so they can, babies you, do open game, drawers though? so that they can crawl onto the ironing board so it, that they can get into the washing machine or fucking whatever. And a game about that would be great. Yeah. It kind of it kind of talks about what was going on while you were dreaming or whatever. Because like there's there are analogs to the stuff that you interacted with all throughout the house. And I think the idea is it's not entirely clear whether these were just dreams you were having based on the physical stuff or whether you actually got out of your crib and were like messing around with stuff. And this is how you were interpreting everything. Yeah, that's good. That could be I the instant that it's a, like it took you. You're, you're at that like door thing with the weird stove with the valve hooked up to it. The right. instant that it says. It waits a second to see if you figure this out and then says, oh, check your inventory. And there's one item in your inventory. And it's like, oh, well, you have to put the necklace in the stove. I was like, okay, can't trust these guys. Like <laughs> nothing in no puzzle in this game is going to make a goddamn bit of yeah, sense. Yeah, I went to a walkthroughs a lot and didn't really? give a shit. Huh. And a lot of it was just like, where do I go next? And it was just like, I didn't want to bother exploring because moving was so slow. Yeah, that's the- It seemed like after after that first playground world, it was a lot more linear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the, by then I didn't trust them. Mm. Personally, I mean, uh, I, I played the demo and then watched an LP- Sure. Because I, I assumed, like, I was like, this is a, a horror game, and I do not like horror games, so instead of spent just spending the 20 bucks blind, I'm going to play the demo first to see. And so I, I played through the demo, and it was like, yeah, that's scarier than I want, so I'm just going to watch an LP. Does the teddy but, bear eventually betray you? No. Nope. Oh, teddy bear's it. a good guy. <sighs> I know, but you don't know that. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's great. Oh, yeah. Sorry, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's I guess it's spookier if you Yeah, man. I should also just watch a let's play of this. How long was it, Riff? Uh maybe like two hours. The one I watched, um Search for um whatever the title of the game was, Beyond the Sleep or whatever. <laughs> and uh eight Among, bit, the sleep. Among the Sleep and Eight Bit Mom was the the let's hmm. player I watched. Do we know what the that's title not our means? YouTube name though? Yeah, is it just a poetic seeming bit of nonsense? I don't know. I got the sense that this was developed by non-native English speakers. I believe that is true. Yeah, I think I want to say Poland, but I mm. I don't. Know. I was I had Scandinavian of some denomination. I'm not sure. I I liked it quite a bit. I thought it was I thought it was pretty well done. I thought the level design was good. I thought the sound design was really good. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah, mainly was the really sound solid. was what creeped me out so bad. What one thing that I like the bear in the washing machine. That was <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was nice. really good. Yeah. Yep. Cuz it was horrifying. Like it was really like ah oh, god, that bear is not having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Does it pull yeah. him out and he's uh, just full of water. He's just going to be dripping throughout the entire game. <laughs> I really liked the scene where you're walking down a hallway full of like really precariously placed 
empty beer bottles. Right. Yeah. And if you knock one yeah. of them over, it's And when you knock over. one over, they just that the monster instantly comes for you. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. I guess I didn't get there. And yeah, well that's, that's, I mean, that's that, almost the very end. Mm. And that plays into the whole sort of Yeah, are we just gonna story. spoil the yeah. ending? I, then... I, I feel like this I was a little bit let down by the I feel like there was the the story of what was what's really going on I felt was too opaque throughout the game and then at the end and they too said, on the nose oh, yeah and at the end it's like yeah. oh by the way here's everything that yeah, was really I happening I, I feel like they should have made it a little bit more explicit and spread they out could have they could have the turned either one of those knobs and it would have been better yeah yeah, yeah. that's a hard line to you know because people have different threat like I for instance. I mean, and our listeners will not be surprised by this because our listeners understand that I am an idiot, but <laughs> I did not figure out the twist in The Sixth Sense. Hmm. Oh, I didn't either. I didn't. Like, I don't think you're supposed to. But I think a lot of people say that they did. A lot of people claim they did. Maybe a lot of people did. did, and maybe a lot of people did. Like, But I think people have very different thresholds for making those kinds of connections. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. Remembering stuff that corresponds to stuff that changes as a result of a of a final reveal and I don't even know what it is. You guys can spoil it as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. How old is this game? It's like relatively a year. Yeah. Mm. It was a kickstarted game. I am um, the backer list is in properly insane. <laughs> okay. I am um, it's well put together. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. it reminded mm-hmm. me of a, you know, it's a, it's a thing that seems like it kind of has similar scope to like a Gone Home or, you know, just, and that's that's kind of why I wanted. It's probably two or three times the amount of game. Content. I wanted it to not but, have, but the same length as a Gone Home, I think. Hmm. I was actually thinking about this in terms of Alien Isolation, where, like, I, I if they had taken, if Alien Isolation had had the same pacing that this game had, I think it would have worked a lot better. Interesting. And that was, that was what was on my mind when I was playing it. Okay. Was how much better this game was than Alien Isolation? No, because the rest of it wasn't better. It was just the pacing was a lot better. That fucking owl thing. Does it keep being shit like that, or not always? No, not it, not nearly as bad. There's, there's some, like platforming puzzles. Yeah, there's, there's like some yeah. lock and keys, but n- none of them have six keys. <laughs> I mean, all of the ones yeah. where God, I was just thinking, like, surely, surely, five of the six will be enough. Surely, that is how you would design this. If it's a physics, because puzzle, it's not think. a game about fucking puzzles. It's not, like. Yeah. Right? It's there not, are a lot of puzzles, though. But I mean, they're... It's... Sorry, I, I don't know how to... I don't know how to articulate this. It's... I think it would have been better if it hid six things in the environment and you had to find five of them to solve the puzzle. Sure. I, I can, agree I can that. see that argument. You having to find all of them in order to progress. Like, it's not a game about gating your progress via... Leaps of intuition. Like. Sure. I have no idea where the owl that I didn't find is. I have no idea. Like, I kind of had the Katamari Damacy problem where 
cameras low to the ground. You're in a space that is not big enough for a normal person to get confused about it. But somebody with no spatial skills is just trapped forever. Like there might've been a whole section of the level that I just didn't know about. There's when you say you went all the way around, I was like, well, there's a thing in the middle that <laughs> you might have just missed. Cause there's, it's, it's kind of like a secret door, which gives you one of them. Mm. So that might be the one. Yeah, it could be it. I also had a really hard time like opening the lids of things. Oh, like, yeah. do you play inverted? No. When I, I played inverted and like, I could never figure out whether or not your hand when you were controlling things in the world was also inverted. Oh, no. when you're like, sometimes the like windows when you're opening and closing them would like act like they were inverted and sometimes they wouldn't. Ah, God, mm. the, the moments when like something was coming up behind me and I was like yeah, at a window yeah. and I was like, open, or, or, like, get through, close the trying window. Trying to mantle and it it's wouldn't like, like dark the, the earth up in press, this piece yeah. all of a sudden. Uh, did you get, did either of you guys, either of the three of you guys play that Call of Cthulhu game? Which one? Dark Corners of the Earth. I don't think so. I played like Watch an hour of that. Hmm. It has probably the most the most effectively like tense and scary chase mm-hmm. scene that has ever happened to me in a video game, but it's also just crazy frustrating. I mean, yeah. That's basically that's like, where I stopped playing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you can basically stop playing after that sequence is done. Oh yeah. Is there nothing cool after that? Not really. I hear after that you get a gun. Yeah. yeah after that you get a gun. Yeah. You do get a gun after that. Yeah. Before that, you're kind of just investigating. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Call of Cthulhu is always better when you don't have weapons. Apparently, the developers in this, of that game didn't know that. <laughs> That's frustrating. Like, occasionally you get a spell, but then, like, your arm withers off when yeah, you cast yeah. it. And so you're like... <laughs> a spell uh, you don't want to ever cast. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Even the healing spells in Call of Duty Your Cthulhu friend dies. You know? yeah. yeah, or, like, you, you feel the molecules of your arm stitching back together. <laughs> well... Next assignment was Kevin's mini assignment for this week, Enemy Mind. Yep. My Schlul, Schlul Games. Schlul Games. Uh, yeah. And right. so we'll Shelly Games. play that over Esquire. Thanksgiving and yeah. come back Are we going to do... We'll be, we'll be here next week. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys want to do some listener's mail? Sure. Listeners? Of course. Let's do it. Binding of Isaac question, says Gleaves. How often do you use bombs on clay pots? Sometimes you get a few coins or even a quarter out of one. Do you blow up X-Rocks whenever you can? P.S. Oh, Elder Rebirth gave X-Rocks. you skeletons to kill. Is it officially the best game? <laughs> I won't blow up an X-Rock if I only have a couple bombs. I mean, if it's, it's all priorities, right? You, yeah, you if, to, I'm, if I'm bomb rich, the room, then definitely. Very, very often you will get a bomb out of a tinted rock. Oh, yeah? Um, but it's not a sure thing it's it's often not worth the worth the risk if if i have a spare bomb like i i will try and always keep one but if i have a spare i will definitely trade a spare bomb for the chance at two soul hearts i always use a bomb on the first level because it's a chance that it's uh one of the blood weapon uh sorry it's the gold weapon portals uh but you're talking about crypt of the necrodancer oh (laughs) (laughs) i was like wait i didn't know about that one yeah um yeah Crypt of the Necrodancer. I, I beat it. For the, you did? I, yeah. I don't know if that was this show or the last show. Congratulations. No, it was, it was since the last one, I think. Okay. How many levels nice. are there in that game? There are three, three floors of four subfloors each. Right. 
Is um, the, and there's at least one zone, more that's yeah, going to happen. Zone four isn't out yet. Okay. okay, so you've beaten what's there now. Yeah, I mean, well, so I, I had I had beaten it before, but this was the first time I'd beaten it in a daily challenge. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, so all in one run. All in through. one go in the daily seed. Yeah. How long does that take? Uh, it was twenty-seven minutes was my time, I think. Wow. So. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, many days I play it for thirty seconds or five minutes, <laughs> and then I die. Right. Um, yeah. I've been having a pretty decent run lately of getting. I should get back there. into that. That's a really fun it game. Such, it is a good game. I, I, I listen to the soundtrack constantly. Yeah. I think I had my fun with it. Really? Yeah. You shouldn't have played Bard. You should have just stuck with no, I, I had a lot of fun playing Bard. Fine. I'm really frustrated that Binding of Isaac doesn't have a daily challenge. Yeah, that's shocking. Yeah, yeah actually. Well, yeah, so here's, what I, here's why I think that's true. You... If the daily challenge doesn't have everything unlocked, then it's going to be really boring for experienced Binding of Isaac players. Hmm. And oh, if the daily yeah. challenge has everything unlocked, that, it's going to be really spoilery and really intimidatingly difficult for, really for newcomers. Yeah. Like, spoilery, really? Yeah, it's going yeah. to expose you to a bunch of stuff that you should have been exposed to gradually. You won't know, I guess. That's, that's the that, thing. Like, yeah, I mean... Because for, for all I know, maybe there is a daily challenge that unlocks once you 100% of the game. Yeah. <laughs> he maybe he'll maybe he'll address that in the because he's announced it's the like I can just imagine like it seems like a good idea, but yeah, how do you do it? I and mean, I think maybe daily the, challenge in Crypt and Necrodancer, do you have everything unlocked? And you know, you well, can, Binding of Isaac is structured such that it's you, very different. You get a lot of new stuff over the course it, of it, many, many hours. But it gets harder the better you perform. Sure. I mean, that's the that that's too, the yeah. I think I think thing. you would probably just not play it until you had a, a really solid hold on it. By which point, you've already looked at most stuff in the wiki. And well, stuff. somebody who knew everything would behave the way that you're describing, but somebody who didn't would would die a lot on the daily challenges. Yeah. Sure. I mean, there's also not a score. In the Binding of Isaac, so no, no. I don't know what the leaderboard would speed measure. So, I mean, score. you just don't get to... Yeah, I mean, they could, but <laughs> it would just be for the sake of that. Disc Death writes, read any good books lately? I read uh, I read a book uh, that, that Sean Vanneman recommended called Wolf in White Van, which is very is a very short book, but very good. Read um, The Night Circus. Oh, yeah, you read The Night Circus. Really good. I caught I read, up on a, a manga series I read called Gantz. Gantz? Yeah. Is it about more than one Gant, or is it about a guy <laughs> named Gantz? It is about a, a black metal sphere called Gantz, which re reincarnates people who were supposed to be supposed to have been killed. It like saves them from being killed and teleports them into this room and gives them weird black bodysuits and sends them out to kill aliens. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 strange. It's a weird. Uh, so series. this is like the the Mick Jagger tour de force Free Jack. Uh, I've not uh, actually seen that. Yeah, it's a movie based on the Philip K. Dick novel Immortality Inc. Hmm. I'm in the process of reading a book called In the Dust of This Planet. I don't remember the author, but it was a book that um, Nick Pizzle. Oh God, I can't remember this guy's name either. The the writer for uh, True Detective. When he found out that people were reading The King in Yellow because of his TV series, he was like, no, no, please read these books instead. Hmm. And one of them was that. Um, and uh, it's Nick a, Pizzolatto. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> if you could look up the other name, too. Yeah, what is it? Uh, it was um, 
the the name of the book is In the Dust of This Planet, and I wanted to know the author's name. Uh, it's about it's it's a about the very specific nihilism of like Lovecraft as as seen through like the lens of like the the modern of like the late twentieth century Eugene horror Thacker. movies. That's it, yeah. Um, and I'm not sure I'm really getting anything out of it because it's written in really academic language. Hmm. I mean, it's like a philosophy text. It is, but, it is, but it's all, but it's written about something that I really care about, uh, and so I'm trying to struggle through nihilistic it. horror. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's that's a really interest. That's a deep interest of mine. Yes. I read uh, "Declare" by the most recent Tim Powers book that I've read. Oh, yeah. Not the most recent one that he's written, but uh, this one is a this one is a like spy novel that sort of split in time between World War II and sort of uh, mid '60s, middle of the Cold War. Uh, except genies are real. Yeah, that's also got like nihilistic huh. horror themes, doesn't it? No, am I thinking of a different book? Maybe. Okay. Which one are you thinking of? I thought I thought I was thinking of Declare by Tim Powers. Have you read any Tim Powers? I. I have read like the first chapter or two of Declare by Tim Powers. Mm. <laughs> it's more like I watched a show called Undeclared. The Bible was yeah. real. <laughs> okay, is sort of what, which seems like kind of anti-nihilistic. Like. The next oh, I know what it is. Um, I read the Charles Strauss um, Atrocity Archive series, which is like a spy novel set in the Lovecraft universe. Okay, hmm. um, and I think it's the. It was that he was comparing the two without like spoiling Declare, and I was just thinking, assuming it was a similar take on it. But rather than Lovecraft is real, it's the Bible is real. Mm. That's a, so that's a different sort of a thing. So I mean, it's not that the Bible is real; it's that there were beings on Earth before humans, and some of them are left, and they were they became sort of angels in the Christian mythology and genies in the Arabic mythology. And okay, many of them yeah. are many of them are still around and can be interacted with. And one of them is one of them has been enslaved by the Russians and is being used to sort of protect them against all threats. And so the the whole book is kind of about a plot to bring about the fall of the Soviet Union by way of assassinating a genie. That's <laughs> kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, it's pretty it's pretty good. What was the name of the made? Charles Strauss series you mentioned? Uh, I I called it Atrocity Archive, but I don't remember if that's the name of a book in the series or the series itself. Well, close enough. That, that sounds yeah. good. I like you Charles can Strauss. You can, yeah, it's good stuff. Michael writes, The long episodes with Mr. From Fractions have been by far the best y'all have ever <laughs> recorded. Keep it up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, London Greg says, Following your discussion on confusing months of the year, please join me in my campaign to have 13 months in the year, each exactly four weeks long. This makes much more sense than our bullshit calendar. What would you call the extra month? I would call it Zach. Fourth mm. month. <laughs> Sponsored by Taco Bell. Everything everything at Taco Bell is half price during all of fourth month. Yeah. I think I would call it 13-ber. Hmm. I got nothing. I'm sorry. Eleven January <laughs> to follow December. <laughs> Solve Omnis says, "Hi guys, what are your most and least favorite uses of procedural generation in games?" Hmm. Hmm. I don't know what my favorite is. Maybe the level generation in Spelunky. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. My my procedurally generated uh, 
uh, shitty game facts FAQ. And oh, yeah, that's pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> it did turn out pretty well. I don't think you're allowed to say that your favorite thing is the thing yeah, that you made. Yeah, I feel bad. Unless you have a kid, you can... then you're not allowed to say that your favorite thing is anything other than the shitty bullshit thing that you made. <laughs> what if you don't like it, though? Oh. Does that happen? Is that possible? Yeah. It must be. Yeah. That's my biggest fear. That's one day it'll make th- something you don't I'll have like. A, I'll have a kid and it'll just be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, uh, just a I dick? Yeah, just flopping around like I'm Jesus playing Christ. Spore. <laughs> I can't think of specific instances, but uh, procedural generation where they get the basic idea right, but then they don't create enough instances of things to really flesh out uh, yeah. The, yeah, the generation. That's, like that's rough. You start to see the same yeah. rooms or whatever just repeated over that and over was the again. Like I had Dungeons, Dungeons of Dreadmore. Dreadmore yeah. yeah, that's what I. Yeah, that's where I was sort yep. of thinking of it from. But yeah. What are those guys are making that Clockwork Empires game now? Seems like it might be kind of cool. I'd play it. I'd play a steampunk civilization. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Legom7 says, I love the weird break in conversation you had last episode about latitude, longitude, clockwise, counterclockwise. Did you know that in the novel Ringworld, since there are no analog clocks anymore, they use spinwise and anti spinwise? That's Mm. what they do in uh, Discworld, too. Although it's not for clocks, it's it's like hubward and turnwise because the world is a flat disk. Did you know that in the video game Word Realms, which takes place on a tide locked planet, instead of east and west, they use dawnward and duskward? Mm-hmm. No, you don't because you didn't I, play it because nobody did. Yeah. <laughs> um, they- Randy Rogue Ravager says apparently a new NetHack build was leaked in September. Did you guys know about this? Whoa, no, but I no, I, think I, I looked it up. That, yeah. It's what does that not, mean for it to be leaked? Isn't it a it's open not, source well, thing? I, it's no, not the, the, really. There the is a team, team developing works, it, and they this they was somebody else. They, they have not released anything since two thousand three. So basically, the the current net the current build of NetHack is eleven years old. Okay, people basically a different team just took the source and released a 4.0 version that they're saying, like, we haven't heard anything out of them. I don't think it's a leak. I think this person was using the word leak incorrectly. Okay. It seems like it's mostly just a, like, quality of life thing where they were like, I know that this is controversial, but this game stops you from, by default, doing stupid shit that kills you. Like, it exposes a little bit more information yeah I see. it like yeah it yeah. just modernizes the game just that, a little that was bit. something that was actually a, a major problem i had with nethack just how much of you guys played of it i've played i've played of hundreds of games but yeah. i've not okay i made it to gehenna once like i'm yeah. terrible at it because so, i'm not willing to be that careful i mean nethack is and i'll just elaborate more than i would normally because of people listening um nethack is a a, a turn-based game where you spend a lot of time, like, you spend a lot of time just exploring very rapidly, and you spend a lot of time, like, oh, this this turn is really important. Mm-hmm. I will think about this one. And individual turns are, like, the equivalent of, like, a f- you take a step. So it's, like, maybe a second long if you thought of it in terms of, like, what what you're actually doing. But the time, there's a lot of time dilation happening where, like, when you are... In the middle of combat, you might think about what to do for even up to a minute, like right. if it's a really uh, important turn. But if, when you're moving around, you might play 10 turns a second. Um, and there are 
some situations in there where you get fucked really hard because you are in the ten, 10 turns a second mode and, and you don't react to something. Yeah. yeah. Like your plan is to move across a room. So you just hit right, 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 right. But then something changes after the fifth one and yeah. it's a thing that kills you. Yeah. And that, that like the canonical version is the floating eye where if you hit a floating eye, then you will very often get paralyzed for an unknown amount of turns, and then something... Usually something else will wander in and kill you. runs up and nibbles. Or, I mean, like, basically, it the floating eye is like a 50% <coughs> chance of a death sentence. Right. Um, and NetHack, when you're moving around, like, it uses the same command for attack as it does to move. So your intent was to move, but because yeah. the situation changed and you didn't notice... Suddenly that means attack. Sure. Right. I mean, and, and if like, like if you go to attack a, th- a neutral creature, it will say really attack the hobbit or whatever. Yeah. But it doesn't do that for things there, that yeah, and a knowledgeable so player is, never, ever wants to attack. So there is precedent for that. Um, and yeah, I, I, I do think that it would... It, back when I was reading the NetHack Usenet forums, it would have been a hard sell to, to tell a lot of these people that no, really... Floating eyes, you should get, you should have confirmation before attacking them. Or maybe you should floating eyes shouldn't even be in the game. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's important to have bad creatures so that you know what the good creatures are. But it is, <laughs> it, it is important to have bad decisions that can be made, right? I mean, because I, one thing that a floating eye will do is block a hallway unless yes. you know how to kill it with ranged weapons or yeah. spells or whatever, right? So to say that it shouldn't exist, I disagree with you. If you were to say that. Yeah, yeah. No, but, I, I agree. It does provide, like, even a skilled player who knows what's going on with interesting situations. But it, but it should explain to you, it, it should explain to you the challenge that is, that it is presenting, right? Whereas NetHack is very much a game that wants to, you, that wants you to learn by dying. Well, I, I don't even mind that so much as, like, I already know this. Yeah. And it's, I still get fucked by it. I mean, being able to, like, specify, Always ask me for confirmation before attacking a floating eye. Like, mm-hmm. Or yeah. once you've done it once. Like, a, a version of NetHack that just, once you've done something bad that's always going to happen that way, it just warns you. Yep. Hey, you should know, if you were paying attention, that this would paralyze you. Are you sure you want to do it? That would be kind of interesting. Like, a game that yeah. never really lets you make the same mistake twice. Yeah, I like that idea. It's hard to... I think it would actually be hard to pull off. It's hard to generalize, but that one specific instance you could do pretty easily. Yeah. I don't know how this NetHack 4.0 version yeah. handles that. I'd be really curious to check it out. Um, maybe that should be an assignment some week. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but hmm. the other thing that I would really love to see addressed in NetHack that was always a huge problem was that once you... Basically, once you got the Wand of Wishes in the castle, the game was over. But you still had probably, you know, a few hours of, of basically drudgery ahead of you to play through the rest of the game. You could still screw up, right? You could still screw up, but it was a lot harder. Hmm. You were, you were pretty set. Um, and seeing that stuff become more interesting would be nice. I mean, partly you want an RPG to be a thing where you eventually just steamroll stuff. Mm, right yeah. to, yeah, to some and, extent and to some extent like at that point that is your reward for the first half of the right game. but the reward shouldn't be tedious and compulsory it, it yeah exactly and i mean like 
Like, why can't I wish for a portal to the exit? I could have just hit quit when <laughs> when I realized, like, oh, you know what? I've won this game. Right. Why not go to a new play a new character, play the fun part of the game? Well, it's because I was, I'm compelled to finish it anyway. Yeah. I want to say they also changed something about Gehenna to make it less boring. Yeah, but, I think that's uh, that would probably they were trying to fix that problem. Yeah, but I don't know. I I I, I read this first thing in the morning one morning, and so I don't remember much about it. This question came in a while ago, but yeah, thank you for for that question, uh, guys. Yes, I'm running out of voice apparently. Okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's end this. Let's end this. <laughs> This tontine. Yeah. I've had a I've had a fantastic time recording this episode of Video Games Hot Dog with you guys. Kevin, if somebody wanted to send us a listener's mail, yes. how would they go about doing that? They could tweet us at VG Hot Dog. They could email us, VGHotDog at gmail.com, or they could go to the website, VideoGamesHotDog.com, where there's a web form to submit questions and comments and adulations. That's mm. it. No, no Listeners, spam. I, uh, I hope you'll join us for the next episode of Video Games Hot Dog. And until then, keep your fingers on the end table and keep making love to the television. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Happy <Good> Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I'm Jim. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> find us on the web at deucebigelow.com. <laughs> <laughs>